Jesse Kelly show. Let's have some fun. And what a good day it is because we have a Supreme Court ruling that is, I mean, it's mostly good. A little bit of it sucks. We'll get to that in a second. But this is a good day in America. And we put smiles on our faces when we have good days. We'll get to this Supreme Court ruling in a second. We also have Daniel Turner coming up an hour and a half from now. You may not know who he is. He's been on the show before. He's one of these energy experts, you know, oil, coal, all these things. There was a huge vote in the U.S. Senate today. It will get no play. It will get no publicity whatsoever. But it's a really, really, really big deal involving Russia and Ukraine and World War III and things like that. And Daniel Turner is going to come break that down, make us all sound smarter an hour and a half from now. And what's better than sounding smarter than other people so you can make fun of them for being stupid? That's one of my favorite things in life. We have Joe Biden. (laughs) We have Joe Biden audio tonight. Everything from incoherent rambling to weird yelling. It's just fantastic. Dome, um, Dome didn't have the best interview in the world. Uh, This is just... This just just a brief sample. Don't worry, I'm going to play you a lot of dome tonight. This is just, this didn't go well. If you want to figure out how to get across town to some restaurant you heard is great, you usually do Google to figure out where it is. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> Gosh, she's the best. So we had we have a great show for you tonight. And remember tomorrow, I don't want to forget tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. That means you Need to get your questions in now for new listeners. On Friday, the show is different. We don't do headlines, not that I do many anyway. We don't do any guests. The entire show is me answering the questions you email in to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Anything you want. Does not have to be political. Can be stupid. Can be of history, men, women, whatever, food. You know, oh, I'm always down for food. Whatever you want, jesse at jessekellyshow.com will answer your questions tomorrow. But let's get to the gigantic news of the day, the Supreme Court ruling. The Supreme Court has issued two decisions related to the Biden administration's vaccine mandate. And this is what the Supreme Court has just come down with. They have blocked that vaccine mandate that applied to large employers, employers with 100 people or more. Okay, we're going to get to the bad news. Don't worry. We're going to get to the bad news of this. Let's focus now on the good. And, and I really want to make sure you do this and I do this as much as possible. This is a good thing. The Supreme Court ruled in our favor, and I realize half this ruling is garbage. We're going to get to that, but there's so much bad news out there every day. If you're someone like you, if you're someone like me, there's so much bad news out there. I mean, you know, Rikers Island, they're having fight nights in Rikers Island. I'm going to get to that about 30 minutes from now. There's even bad news in jails that's going to make you cringe right now. There's bad news everywhere. Let's set that aside and focus on something that's good and wonderful. Yeah, a lot of our system is broken and rotted and wrong and corrupt. Every now and then it works. Every now and then the system works the way it's supposed to work. If the president of the United States of America stands up in front of the American people and tries to make himself king and says, take this thing, get this injection, or you're fired. We are supposed to have a system that steps up and says, ah, actually, you can't say that. 
And that happened today. That was a huge win today. And it wasn't even close. It was 6-3. That is a great thing. All is not lost. It is a great thing. Put a smile on your face. Put a real big smile on your face that this man is not your king. I don't like to, uh, uh, you know, uh, outline the next steps we're taking against. Uh, I, I'd like to outline the next steps we're taking against over on the, uh, the Omicron variant. <laughs> He's not the king. He's not the Lord. He doesn't get to rule over us. That's a great thing. And when we have good things, because they're so rare now, because there's so much bad news you can focus on every single day, because there's corruption everywhere, and it's just it's, it's, it's really, really gross out there. When something good does happen, we need to take a minute, let the blood pressure go down, set aside all that angst and cynicism that builds up inside of you and inside of me, believe me, I'm pointing fingers at myself here, and just have a minute where we smile and say, thank God. I still live in the United States of America because there are countries all across the world where their leaders can and have stepped up and said, get the vaccine or you're a criminal. Get the vaccine or this. Get the vaccine or else. You, me, we live in a country that doesn't do that. We live in a country that doesn't do that. Chris just said Australia has concentration camps. And he's right. Wrap your minds around that. We're not even talking about China or North Korea. The, quote, free Western nations. I realize Australia isn't Western, but you know what I mean. The free countries, the democracies, the people, they they have representation there. No kings. Australia has camps where the army will show up at your home They'll take you and anyone who they can trace who's had close contact with you. They'll load you up in the back of trucks and they'll haul you out to a quarantine camp where you are kept in a camp. And if you are seen walking off your porch without a mask on, the authorities will drive up to you. There are places in Australia They'll deliver food to your door because you're not allowed out of your home. Australia, not North Korea. And I know what you might be saying right now. You might be saying, Jesse, I'm, I'm in New York. I'm not allowed to do this. I got a vaccine passport. Yes, I realize that. If that's your situation, I realize that. But realize this. I know it's not easy. I know it's easy for me to sit here and just say it. And it's easy to say it. You can get in your car and leave. You can throw yourself, your family in your car, and you can leave. And allow me to speak to you right now. If that's your current situation, allow me to speak directly to you. When I say to leave, understand that I actually have put my money where my mouth is. I've done it. I've done, I wouldn't recommend doing it the exact way I did it, but I've done it. You know the story. I lived in a blue area. I lived in Washington, D.C. for a year. And this was pre-COVID, but I hated it and everything that came with it. I quit my job, sat down with the wife, talked about it. I walked in with my boss's office, and I quit my job. And he said, okay, what are you going to do? And I said, I don't know. I'm going to be doing it somewhere else. 
and I threw the wife and kids in a minivan. Don't laugh at me. And we drove across the country looking for work, trying to find a better place to live, a place that shares our values, holding doors open for people. Yes, ma'am. No, sir. Smiling, waving, helping your neighbor. I've done it. I've had all the angst and anxiety that comes with it. We can't find work. The bills are piling up. I'm the guy that was on Craigslist looking for jobs and found one selling RVs. I'm not telling you to do anything you haven't done, but at least, or I'm not telling you to do anything I haven't done, but at least if your situation is that, I'm stuck in New York, you can leave. And there are places you can go in driving distance in this country where you can still be free, where the president of the United States of America doesn't have the authority to point his finger at you and say, take this or you're fired. Not in this country. All is not lost. We still have wins available for us out there. It is a great day. It is a wonderful day. I mean, the day couldn't possibly be getting any better Unless your name is Jeff, what's his face? And to help uh, lead our federal testing program, I've talked, I've, 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 ta- I've excuse me, I've tapped uh, Dr. Tom, Eng- I hope I pronounce it, Eng- 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 Engel- Englesby. Correct? Is that right, Jeff? <laughs> that man's not ruling your life. That man's not in charge of you. That man, he's just a president. He's not a king. He's never been a king. And we still have a system of government somewhat in this place, somewhat in place in this country that says he's not a king. And there are people all across the world. They would die for that. And you have it. And I have it. We get to live our lives like that. Put a smile on your face. All right, we got more Joe Biden. We're going to get to the bad part of all this. We're going to get to Dome. We have a huge Russian thing going on right that right now. We have, oh, we'll get to all that and more coming up on the Jesse Kelly Show tonight. But something else to put a smile on your face. The greatest sheets in the history of mankind. Giza Dream Sheets. You know Giza's the world's best cotton. You've heard me talk about it before. And you already know my pillow with their American-made stuff. Well, here's the deal. They have these Giza Dream Sheets. They're the softest. Oh, my gosh. They're the softest but br- most breathable sheets I've ever had in my, in my life. My wife still <laughs> crawls into bed and goes, oh, these are the best things we've ever gotten. And right now, they're buy one, get one free. It's a limited time thing, but they're buy one, get one free. When you go to MyPillow.com and you use the promo code JESSE, Giza Dream Sheets are buy one, get one free. Or, look, hey, maybe you're on the road right now. I know we got a bunch of truckers listening to it, and maybe you're commuting. Call 800-845-0544. That's 800-845-0544. Just tell them Jesse told you to call. They'll take great care of you. Giza Dream Sheets, buy one, get one free. He doesn't care if you believe him, but he's right. Jesse Kelly. the Jesse Kelly show. Oh, what a good day. What a good day. We're going to get to Biden audio and dome audio. We're going to get to this Rikers Island stuff. This Rikers Island stuff is sweet. And I mean, awful, absolutely terrible and human rights violations. And I realize that, but also 
kind of really cool. We're going to get to the, give me, give me just a few on that. Also, you may be wondering, ah, I need an expert. I don't understand the SCOTUS stuff. Well, here's the good news. I have a ton of lawyer friends. Well, that's not true. I actually have a ton of Jewish friends. So then just by nature, I'm going to have a bunch of lawyer friends. And one of my lawyer friends is Josh Hamry. He's my good buddy. He's an editor at Newsweek. One of the sharper legal minds I know out there. He's going, what, Chris? Yes, Chris. Hammer's a Jewish name. Do you not even know the Jewish names? Haven't you ever seen it? I think there was that, that movie out there called The Hebrew Hammer about one of these guys. What's wrong with you, Chris? Anyway, yes, that's a Jewish name. In all seriousness, Josh is very, very sharp. Uh, I've been fr- good friends with him for a long time. He's going to, about 10 minutes from now, he's going to come on and break down. Okay, what was the good part of this ruling? What was the bad part? What's going on? I don't understand because, remember, Brett Kavanaugh, of course, screwed us again. Brett Kavanaugh did us wrong, and part of this ruling is bad, where there are a bunch of hospitals out there who are allowed to enforce the mandate. So those healthcare workers who busted their butt during the COVID pandemic saving people's lives, they're all fired. Gosh, that is so crappy. Anyway, but it is a good day. It is a good day. Now, something else good happened today. And you know, you know, the last thing in the world I would ever want to do is shine the spotlight on me. Right. What, Chris? I don't want to take credit for it, but you remember it was about four or five, six months ago. We just decided as a show there's way too much. I mean, there's way too much arguing between the two sides. We need something that brings everyone together. So we decided just we just made an executive decision. What we need is a list, a bipartisan list that grades the female members of Congress based on their looks. And women love that. And so we came up with a top 10 list. And, of course, look, I came up with a name myself. We called it the Jesse Kelly Show Hot Bipartisan Hottest Women of Congress list. And, it, look, Lauren Boebert was the clear champion, no doubt about that. And we had AOC on there. And I really thought it brought everyone together, Chris. I thought it did. And one thing that actually is hilarious, it made the rounds in Congress. They all got a hold of the list. (laughs) Anyway, but Kristen Sinema, the senator from Arizona, Democrat, again, it's a bipartisan list. She made the list. Ever since she made that list, she's been pretty dynamite on the things we care about. On what, Chris? I don't want to take all the credit. Clearly, being on that list has influenced her decision-making. What, And so did I save America? Maybe. I mean, I can't say yes. I can't say no. But Joe Biden went down to the Senate today and Joe Biden went down to the Senate for a very specific reason. He went down to the Senate to tell them, hey, I need you to vote on, quote, voting rights, which is what they're calling a vote, a cheating bill. They want to be able to cheat on all the elections so they don't get boat raced in the midterm. They're, of course, calling it voting rights and Jim Crow 2.0 and all this absurdity. It was not getting the support it needed. Kristen Cinema got up today. I'm not going to play it for you right now. Maybe I'll play it later in the show. She got up today, gave a speech on the Senate floor and said, no, we are not getting rid of the filibuster to try to pass this bill. It basically means this gigantic cheating bill of the Democrats is dead in the water. Joe Biden, once again, having difficulty controlling the volume of his voice. It's a little bit it's a little bit of a long clip, but you're going to want to stay for the climax here. Here's Joe Biden after going down to the Senate and failing today. Like every other major civil rights bill that came along, if we missed the first time, we could come back and try it a second time. 
We miss this time. And the state legislative bodies continue to change the law, not as to who can vote, but who gets to count the vote. Count the vote. Count the vote. It's about election subversion, not just whether or not people get to vote. Who counts the vote? That's what this is about. That's what makes this so different. I don't know that we can get it done, but I know one thing. As long as I have a breath in me, as long as I'm in the White House, as long as I'm engaged at all, I'm going to be fighting to change the way these legislatures have moving. Yes, I'm having difficulty controlling the volume of my voice! <laughs> I shouldn't, I actually shouldn't laugh. I mean, I shouldn't laugh. We, look, we've been playing you Biden audio all day because he sat down and he sounded exhausted and he just, I can't give you the look because this is radio. He looks as bad as he sounds. I hope we can get this done. The honest to God answer is, I don't know whether we can get this done. Is this mic on? I guess. Anyway. <laughs> We've been laughing about it all day, about how he can't talk and he ends up screaming and really random times. But the, the, the honest truth is, it's, it's really not funny. Joe Biden has dementia. Joe Biden has dementia. He can't. I mean, this is a man who spent his entire life in politics. He understands when it's time to raise the volume of your voice and when it's time to be very earnest. He understands that very well. He's been in politics since John Adams was president. He knows how to do that. Or at least he used to know how to do that. Joe Biden doesn't know how to do that anymore. Joe Biden is not doing well. And I brought this up before. I'm not going to belabor the point tonight. I'm really not because I do want to get to all this Rikers Island stuff and whatnot. And, and we have so much more dome audio and we have a lot of that. So I'm not going to belabor the point. But it really does blow me away that Jill Biden or Hunter, I mean, any of his relatives, but mainly I'm looking at his wife. It blows me away that Jill Biden doesn't walk into the office and tell everybody, my husband is resigning. The entire world is laughing at my, at my husband. His presidency is a colossal failure anyway. He's going to get nothing passed. His approval ratings in the toilet. The stress of the job is killing him. I'm not going to stand by while the world laughs at my husband. He's resigning effective immediately. We will retire to our home in Delaware where he can get rest and care. Instead... She's enjoying all those trips on Air Force One and shopping, and I'm the first lady. Oh, let me speak, Joe. What a lousy human being. All right. My friend Josh Hammer, legal mind, is going to come on next and actually explain what the heck today was all about. Hang on. the jesse kelly show and i promised you an expert opinion because all this law legal stuff gets really weird so if we want some kind of legal opinion it's generally good to seek out someone with the last name hammer so my buddy josh hammer joins me now he's of course the opinion editor and he's a syndicated columnist okay josh break this down for me in a non-nerd lawyer way what happened today <laughs> jesse great to be with you as always my my good friend so mm-hmm. 
Today was actually, it was actually eminently predictable. It was kind of the split that I think a lot of us predicted after oral arguments happened recently. So 6-3 opinion, the court stays, or, you know, we could say strike down as technically not legally accurate, but it's time. We could say they struck down the OSHA vaccine mandate that, of course, applied to 80 to 90 million Americans, all large employers. It was a grotesque overstepping of of OSHA's regulatory power is very, very, very reassuring, I would say, to see that even Chief Justice Roberts agreed that this was, uh, frankly, just tyrannical, honestly, as a matter of what OSHA had arrogated to itself, the power. The other case that fewer people are talking about, and it is, it, it, it is a lot big deal, so that's justified to an extent. So the other case, the 5-4 opinion, they maintain the smaller mandate, not from OSHA, but from HHS, Health and Human Services. And basically what they said here is that for healthcare workers across the country, hospitals, practices that receive kind of Medicaid or Medicare funding, that a vaccine mandate there is okay. And that's going to affect a lot of Americans, though. I mean, I'm not going to downplay that. It's about 10 million, I believe, is the number. But it's a smaller deal than the 80 to 90 million number for the OSHA. So it's a a split decision. Um, The court kind of came out for conservatives on one, kind of came out the other way on the other. But it's it's a better day than not, because the OSHA mandate of the two is definitely the bigger deal. Okay, it is a better day than not, no question. Could you break down for me a little further the bad part of it? Okay, so hospitals that receive Medicare or Medicaid funding, you just said, they actually get to uphold their vaccine mandate for their workers. I don't have any idea. I'm, I'm I'm in Houston right now. I'm looking at nothing but hospitals. What percentage of these hospitals accept? What, what does this apply to? Who does this apply to? So it's basically for hospitals and and, and, and providers who take. I I don't actually know what the exact threshold is, but take like a certain percentage or a certain proportion of federal government funding. You know, you know, the federal government, as you and I both know, is deep deep in the bowels of healthcare in the U.S. They, uh, they, through the HHS and all the various agencies, CMS, Center for Medicaid and Medicare Services, you know, they're funding all sorts of stuff in the hospitals, the insurance system. Basically, everything in our, in our, in our health apparatus is tied to government funding. And the way this works, at least according to kind of existing constitutional law doctrine, is the under the spending clause there in Article One, Section 8, the courts have said that, that when Congress is appropriating funding, so here it would be kind of Medicaid or Medicare funding, that they're able to kind of place a large, or to an extent they're able to place a lot of strings on that funding, basically. So here, the 5-4 court with Kavanaugh and Chief Justice Roberts joining the libs is basically affirming that it's kind of ratifying the spending clause doctrine that allows the federal government to put a lot of strings attached to the money that it gives out to hospitals. So again, it's about 10 million people. If I'm mistaken, I think it's about 10 million dollars, which, which is a lot of people, Jesse. I mean, you know, we're a country of 340, 350, whatever million people. So I'm not going to downplay that. 10 million people is a lot of people here. Um, but there is, there is some helpful language even in there. I haven't had a chance to fully read the opinion there. But there is some religious protection language, basically, that allows religious doctors to object to the vaccine on religious grounds. It basically is – there's language there saying that they should or must be allowed to refuse the vaccine on religious grounds. So they did put in some helpful language, but it's not, it's not ideal. 
Okay, Josh. Now, that's the ruling for today. How has the Supreme Court been after Trump's three picks? Who have been the winners? Who have been the losers? I hear a lot of complaining about Kavanaugh. Is that legit? Break it down for me. So Kavanaugh was a squish today. I mean, he, he, he was the squish today. He's the reason that the HHS case came out the way it did. I mean, that's a 5-4 opinion where Barrett, who has agreed with Kavanaugh on a lot so far, Barrett in today's decision joins Gorsuch, Alito, and Thomas. We've had a number of kind of cases thus far over the past couple of years, or at least maybe over the past year and a half since Barrett's been on the court, where we've had kind of a 3-3-3 split, because the Libs always are going to vote in lockstep agreement. They never deviate from one another. So we've had a lot of cases where you'll see kind of the three Libs, then Thomas, Gorsuch, and Alito take the conservative opinion, and then Roberts, Kavanaugh, and Barrett go in the middle. We've seen that break down a lot. Today was a 5-4 split where Barrett joined the more conservatives, and we lost Kavanaugh to the other side. Now, I, I'm a little frustrated with that because kind of you know conservative legal movement, Inc., if we can, they basically promoted Kavanaugh because he was allegedly so good on administrative law, administrative state issues. And this is an administrative, is an administrative law issue. So I feel a little let down by that so far. The reality is that of Trump's three nominees to the Supreme Court, so you got Barrett, Gorsuch, and Kavanaugh, I don't think any of them have been consistently amazing. Uh, that's just kind of the hard reality there. Gorsuch has been the best, but he's had some very, very, very bad opinions, too. There have there been a few where he's really erred. And Kavanaugh and Barrett are they're just not as consistent. I mean, you know, Barry was two for two today. Kavanaugh was one and one, but, um, overall, I would say his pick screen court good, but not amazing. Okay. Why weren't they amazing? Josh? What, I mean, I was expecting better. I was excited when all this stuff happened and they've been a con- pretty consistent disappointment, not a disaster, but a pretty consistent disappointment. Why does this keep happening to us? You're asking a great question. Uh, no doubt about that, right? <laughs> I've known you long enough to know you're, you're good at that. So, look, there's a lot to unpack there. You know, I, I, I've written a bunch of essays on this topic. But well, among the problems is that the people who are in the corridors of power, who are making these selections, who are meeting with the Republican White House, who are meeting with the officials behind closed doors, and all that, they too often don't share conservatives' priorities. And that's not to say that they're not necessarily pro-life or socially conservative or anything like that. I'm sure they are, but they prioritize fundamentally different issues. There is this kind of fetishization, this this notion that kind of the kind of dorky economic issues, administrative state, things like that are more important than protecting unborn babies, than protecting kind of sovereignty in the border civilizational issues like that. And I think the conservative legal movement has largely been co-opted and corrupted by a lot of kind of libertarian interests, kind of Koch brothers aligned interests. So that is part of the problem. The kind of more methodological part of the problem, and this is something that I've also written about, is that too often times people on the legal right Think about constitutional law as if it's a simple historical inquiry where we just go back and see what the quote-unquote one true correct answer is. The problem is that if that's the best you can do where the libs are bringing it every single time in an outcome-oriented fashion where they know exactly the answer they're going to get, 
then that's just not going to hold up. And that's why so often it's just a question of which Republican nominee will go and join the left in any kind of given case here. And, you know, the rotation of justice who will kind of deviate and join the left will switch every so often. So that's a kind of a more structural issue, but it's it's a combination of all the above. Josh Hammer, thank you so much, my brother. I appreciate you. Anytime, Jesse. All right. I've been teasing this since the beginning. There's apparently fight night at Rikers Island, and don't get me wrong, it's really, really terrible, and I don't want you to root for this. It's kind of cool to read about, and we're going to read about it next, so just hang on with me for a second here. But first, where do you spend your cell phone money? That mobile plan you have for yourself. Maybe you have a family plan. I do. I got a family plan. You know what? I know what it's like. Every month, that automatic charge to your credit card is it going to Verizon, to AT&T, to T-Mobile? You know, they hate you, right? They hate you and everything you stand for. Pure Talk doesn't. Pure Talk loves you. Their CEO is a Vietnam veteran. Their American customer service, yeah, stocked full of people who are American and speak English. Pure Talk gives you everything you want. They're on the same network as one of those big guys. You want a new iPhone 12, iPhone 13, they got it. You want to keep your phone, you can do that too. You want to keep your number, no problem. And they save the average family over $800 a year. And it's easy to switch. That might be the best part. It's cake. Just dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. You'll save an additional 50% on your first month. That's pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. Switch to Pure Talk. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show, and that is a wonderful transition, an absolutely wonderful transition leading us into Vice President Kamala Harris, who got a sit-down interview with a friendly interviewer. Remember, this is a fan and this is how she sounded. Does the administration say, you know what, the strategy isn't working. We're going to change strategies. Six former administration officials last week wrote that open letter urging the administration to change course, to change strategy. Is it time? It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree that that mean i don't i don't it is time for us to do every day what we've been doing and agree <laughs> she ne- she never sounds like she studied for the test <laughs> she had to give the oral presentation don't chris she had to give the oral presentation in front of the class and never studied for the test <laughs> all right let's talk about rikers island here this is from the new york times and you know what pains me physically to read the New York Times, but sometimes they do have a good story. Rikers Island, well, a lot of prisons across America are probably in as bad a shape now as they've been because the coronavirus stuff has simply been insanity. And you have staff getting let go, you have staff staying home, you have staff. And so, well, let me just read you a few paragraphs from the story. No? The men had gotten along on Rikers Island, even had been friendly. But now they were face-to-face inside a jail cell, and a gang leader just ordered them to fight. Unable to refuse him, 
the men began to pummel one another while outside the cell, other detainees jostled and cheered. When it was over, the winner got a cigarette, according to court records and interviews. Standing nearby, a correction officer watched without intervening. Neither the fights nor the injuries were recorded in any official report. It goes on to say, in an unusual decision last month, Manhattan Supreme Court judge ordered a release of one of the men who'd been forced to participate in the fight, so on and so forth. And then it goes on to talk about the slashings and stabbings in absolutely brutal conditions going on right now in places like Rikers Island. This is all about Rikers Island. And I'm going to move off on this pretty quick here because it's hard to get people to care about prisons or jails. You know, Rikers is a jail. It's not a prison. It's very hard to get people to care. And when you look at the rap sheet of a lot of people in there, I get it, man. They're in there with a bunch of rapists and murderers. It's not exactly easy to, to tug on someone's heartstrings when you're dealing with a bunch of gangsters and rapists and murderers. But I will say this. I believe in second and third chances for people, not necessarily for rapists and murderers, And I feel bad for the nonviolent offenders who were rotting in places like Rikers Island and all of a sudden they're surrounded by animals and no guards and stabbings and shootings. I mean, think about this. Think, Wrap your mind around this. Look, again, not some hardened rapist I'm asking you to feel bad for, but there's some 18, 19-year-old kid who got bust, yeah, busted for weed or shoplifting or something like that, he's in the same jail. He's surrounded by these people. That's, uh, that's tough. That's tough. Okay, now let's talk briefly about something here. Joe Biden, you remember back in July, Joe Biden stood up and he said this, and we played it for you on the show, and it was kind of a one-off. We just had a snicker about it, like, oh, man, I'm— He must have screwed up there. It's no longer just about who gets to vote or making it easier for eligible voters to vote. It's about who gets to count the vote. Um, That's a Joseph Stalin line. That's a Joseph Stalin line about cheating in elections. And that's Joe Biden saying that at a time when he's trying to pass a bill so they can cheat in elections. Look, you realize New York City... U.S. New York City already has non-citizens voting in elections now. That's happening right now. Right by you. That's happening. Joe Biden is campaigning for what's called a, quote, voting rights bill. And he's acting like it's a race thing. But in reality, this is a gigantic, we want to cheat in elections bill. And so he said this one thing. Everyone's saying, okay, this is a cheating in elections bill. Uh, Joe, that's a Joseph Stalin line. And you would think he'd, he'd go, oh, wow, whoops. Don't know how that got in there. We better drop that. Except he said it again today. Like every other major civil rights bill that came along, if we missed the first time, we could come back and try it a second time. We miss this time. And the state legislative bodies continue to change the law, not as to who can vote, but who gets to count the vote. Count the vote. Um, that's a Joseph Stalin line. 
That's a Joseph Stalin line. This administration, man. And, of course, they're going all in with the whole civil rights, Jim Crow 2.0 ridiculous. All right, that's enough of that. If you missed any part of the show, the whole thing's available on iArt, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Remember, Josh Hammer was just on about 10 minutes ago, in case you missed that. Really broke down. He's sharp as can be. Broke down the Supreme Court ruling. We have a rare two-guest show tonight. Daniel Turner, my friend, he's one of these energy expert whizzes. He's coming on about, oh, 30 minutes from now. There's something big that happened today, and it's going to get no play because of the Supreme Court ruling and Dome and Biden. And it, it's just going to get no play whatsoever. What happened today in the Senate was a really big deal. We're going to talk to Daniel Turner about that about 30 minutes from now. Again, tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Email your questions in now. Not tomorrow. Email them now to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. The entire show on Fridays is your questions, the questions you email in. And you know I read all your emails anyway. Your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions. They all go to Chris. He prints them out for me. I read them. This one says, oh, wise and honorable oracle. I'm looking forward to ordering your book, but I'm too old to wait forever. I'm sure it will be 10,000 pages long, given how easily you get distracted. (laughs) So hurry up. You know what? That's not very nice. Love your show and keep up the good fight, says I could say his name. His name is Jess. His name is James. You know, I don't get that easily distracted, Chris. I don't. I don't. Sometimes when you're traveling down a road, Sometimes you'll see a little detour, and it doesn't hurt to stop and, and smell the roses every now and then. Chris, you, do, you know how I get sidetracked from time to time. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it distracted per se. All right? I wouldn't call it distracted. All right. Now, we've got, obviously, Daniel Turner coming. I've got a ton of great show for you. But listen, wishing you a happy 2022 from Chalk, the Patriots at Chalk. You know, the natural herbal supplement company. I've been taking chalk for over two months now. I've been taking, you know, I take two things every day, chalk daily and chalk's Tongcat 100. Both these things, they're natural herbal supplements, not medicine, not injections, natural herbal supplements. All about testosterone, fellas. It's all about testosterone. The difference in my energy, that's honestly my energy and focus, it has been Palpable, absolutely palpable. It's actually helped with writing the stupid book because now I have to sit down and do things I don't want to do. I'm just sharper. You can get Chalk Daily and Tomcat 100 30% off right now if you go to choq.com and use the promo code JESSE. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And don't forget, we have Daniel Turner coming up about 30 minutes from now. What you need to know is he's an enemy expert. And something big happened today in the Senate with this Nord Stream 2 in Russia. And I'll be honest, I'm a little bit worried about World War III. So I'm keeping my eyes, I'm keeping my eyes on that situation. Now, I have to get something off my chest. This is one of those things... As you know, I just kind of say whatever I think. And sometimes I know ahead of time, eh, it's probably not going to be popular. Like, remember that time the parents were were hiding their murderer's son? And I said, I get it. 
I mean, I don't want my kid to be a murderer, but if my kid was a murderer and came to me and said, Dad, hide me, I'd hide him. I'd rather he turn himself in, but I'd hide him. And I get that that's not a popular thing, and I don't think it's a popular thing. So what I'm about to say is probably not going to be a popular thing. I can't stand Brett Kavanaugh. And this is why. It's not just his ruling today. You know, the ruling, the Supreme Court ruling, it's him voting that health care workers have to be fired if they're not vaccinated. That's what he ruled today. It's not just that. I'm going to play you a little something. This is just a little bit of Christine Blasey Ford and her testimony against Brett Kavanaugh when his nomination was up. And I know you've heard this before, and I know it's, quote, old news, but I want you to do something for me as you listen to, maybe I'll play 30 seconds, maybe a minute of it, not long, but I want you to do something for me. I want you to picture the person you love most in the world, the man you love most in the world, husband, son, father, whatever the case may be. Picture this. And I want you to picture Christine Blasey Ford going on national television and saying these things, and you know they're wrong, about the man you love the most. I'm here today not because I want to be. I am terrified. I am here because I believe it is my civic duty to tell you what happened to me while Brett Kavanaugh and I were in high school. I believed he was going to rape me. I tried to yell for help. When I did, Brett put his hand over my mouth to stop me from yelling. This is what terrified me the most. Okay, you you get the idea. You remember. You remember. How would that make you feel if a woman falsely accused the man you love the most in front of the whole world of things like that? The system, the communists in this country, they chose, they made a conscious choice to destroy Brett Kavanaugh's life. Death threats, family can't go out, and they knew beyond the shadow of a doubt that it was all based on lies. They, they knew that. That's not a mystery to them. They knew it. Remember when they lied and tried to not get her to testify after she lied? Oh, she's afraid of flying. And then they pulled up the itinerary and they're all, uh, she just got back from Hawaii. Did she both there? You know, you know what I mean? The communists in this country took Brett Kavanaugh and they ruined, I won't say ruined his life, he's a Supreme Court justice, but half this country will forever believe falsely that he's an alcoholic gang rapist. Half the country believes that. And Brett Kavanaugh then walks into the Supreme Court and has made multiple decisions so far as some kind of extended hand to the people who accused him of being an alcoholic gang rapist. And do you remember, do you remember how close it was where Brett Kavanaugh was almost not on the Supreme Court? I've told you the story. I'm not going to tell the whole thing again. I've told you the story about how it was razor's edge, about how it was that loser Jeff Flake in Arizona. When he pooped his tidy whities in the elevator because some communist harpy started screaming at him. And behind closed doors, he said, we need to stop. I can't vote yes for this. I got yelled at. I'm scared, guys. And he, he was the deciding vote 
and he had to get threatened with his post-congressional career. If that didn't happen, Brett Kavanaugh is not on the Supreme Court. If you, if I, if we don't universally do what we did, which is push back hard on those lies, Brett Kavanaugh is not on the Supreme Court. Brett Kavanaugh is a Supreme Court justice until the day he dies because of you, because of me, because of the congressman, because of just normal people, because of everybody, because the right locked shields to defend him against false accusations from the communists. That's the only reason he sits on the Supreme Court. And what's he do? What's he do once he gets there? Oh, I'm not too right-wing, guys. I'm one of the good ones. Don't you love me? Can I come to your cocktail party, guys? I'm so tired of the pathetic grab-your-ankles losers we have on our side. I can't take it anymore. Where are the warriors? Where are the fighters out there? You accuse me of being an alcoholic gang rapist? I'll go to the Supreme Court and destroy everything you care about for the rest of my life. I understand what kind of struggle we're in here. I'm not worried about getting invited to cocktail parties. I don't like your crappy cocktails anyway. I prefer Jim Beam. I can't handle this mentality on the right. It's pervasive. It's absolutely pervasive. This constant extending of the hand from our judges, politicians, to the other side of trying to look like one of the good ones. One of the reasonable ones. It drives me up the wall. What is this what is this need on the right to be accepted by the left? You notice? Have you ever noticed if you sit you'll notice it now, now you'll look for it. Have you ever ever seen a communist try to look like a good communist to you? Ever? They never do it. They'll openly just wish death upon you. Now I hope you get fired and die, loser. They, they, there's never even a moment where the communist looks around and says, ooh, I'm not like all these icky other communists. Do you hear me, Republicans? You should love me. I'm, not, I'm a reasonable communist. The thought never even enters their head. Do you know why? Because they're interested in winning. I've said before, I hate communists and communism more than anything because I know the death and misery that comes with it. So I could never be one, but I have several days where I wish I was one because at least they want to win. They are fully invested in winning. They are 100% committed to destroying you and everything you care about, and they don't care how they look on the way there. They're not trying to be friends with you on the way there. Not us. Not our people, anyway. All of them. I mean, I got all these emails today about, you remember I went off about Trump going for credit for the vaccine instead of fighting for us. How, how frustrated I am with him, with him right now. Jesse, bravo on the Trump vaccine salesman point made. I heard him a bit on their tour last week, and it was a lot of the same. I loved Trump as president, so did I. But you're spot on in terms of his ego and warp speed credit. He lost sight, unfortunately, of the problems at hand. I hope for his sake he heard your show tonight. That was last night's show. In case you missed it, it's on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. The open, If you want to listen to that particular part, it's in the opening of the show. And look, this is what I'm talking about. Trump has done this before, since he's, especially in his post-presidency life. You remember that loser John Carl for ABC? 
He is the most left-wing communist partisan hack in the world. Trump had him down to Mar-a-Lago for like a 12-hour interview. We have got to stop trying to be accepted by the people who hate us. We must win. They are committed to winning. There is, I, I try, communism is a religion, and I've tried to explain this before. Whatever your religion is, they are as devout to their God as you are to yours. They'll die for it. They'll kill for it. Are you that devout for freedom? You may be. I hope you are. Our elected leaders, our justices, they are not. Oh, sure. I mean, they, they want to look good for you now and then, but, I mean, not at the cost of making the communists uncomfortable. Hey, guys, I'm, I'm not one of these crazies who think anything happened in the election. No, all kinds of votes always come in at midnight to put the other guy over the top. Oh, that's the norm, isn't it, guys? Look at me. I'm a reasonable one. I can't take it anymore. Where does this loser mentality come from on the right? It doesn't make sense because we should be the committed freedom fighters, shouldn't we? Wouldn't that make the most sense? We should be the ones fighting with zeal because we are right and they are wrong. Instead, we fight and apologize for it all the time. I'm fighting you guys, but ooh, not too hard. Ooh, let's, let's play fight. They've got the knives out trying to cut your throat open. All right, speaking of throats, we're going to play some Kamala Harris audio here in just a second. And also, there's one more thing. We have to be more purposeful with how we raise our kids. I do too. I'm not pointing at you at all. Annie's Genius Box is a good way to start. Because it teaches your kids to think. And this is, this is what happens. We, we do this too with our kids. Once the chores are done, once the homework's done, once everything's done, it's tempting to, hey, yeah, go ahead, go play your games. Go, go do this, go do that. It's, it's tempting to do that. Why not send them to do something fun that makes their minds work, their imagination, their critical thinking skills? Annie's Genius Box does that. It does that. You want your kids thinking about geology and chemistry and aerodynamics while doing cool things like building hovercrafts? It's easy. Go to annieskitclubs.com slash radio. You actually save 75% on your first box. Annieskitclubs.com slash radio. Don't, don't hope your kids know how to think. Make sure your kids know how to, how to think. Teach them how to think. Annieskitclubs.com slash radio. Fighting for your freedom every day. USA! USA! The Jesse USA! Kelly Show. The Jesse Kelly Show. We got uh, this Nord Stream pipeline too. What even is the Nord Stream pipeline? What's going on with Russia and Ukraine? What happened today in the U.S. Senate? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Daniel Turner about that stuff about 10 minutes from now. Remember, tomorrow, tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get your questions in now. It's an obviously, as you know, ask me anything. Doesn't have to be political. The entire show on Friday is your questions. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Chris, did you see this? Megan Fox and some guy called Machine Gun Kelly, they are engaged and uh, <clears throat> they drank each other's blood to celebrate. Okay, 
Machine Gun Kelly, would you do me a favor, Chris, and find out who that person is and what he does? Wait, Michael knows. Okay, what a shock. He's a musician. Okay, it's it, He calls himself Machine Gun Kelly. He looks like a toothpick. Somebody give him a cheeseburger or something. Okay, but the whole drinking of the blood of each other's blood thing. I have a question, and I fully understand that I'm not much of a creative artsy type. 877-377-4373. We'll take phone calls. does not have to be about this tonight, by the way. You won't get any phone calls tomorrow. Remember, no calls on Friday. 877-377-4373. I admit I'm not an artsy creative type. I'm just not. Remember, my father hates fun, so I'm a very straightforward person. Do you think sometimes weird people do weird things just because it's weird and they want to weird people out. Chris, you think so, right? The second I saw that, I thought to myself, of course, they're going to make up some excuse for it, but they're just trying to be weird. Michael, you don't think, do you think they're crazy? They're just nutballs. Michael thinks they're nutballs. Chris says they're just trying to be weird, but Chris and I are more similar. You just say they're nutballs or maybe they're just hardcore into drugs. Maybe this, you know, I don't, again, I don't want to sound like a grandpa already. I'm 40 years old, and I realize I sound like an old fogey so much, but I tend to start blaming a lot of things on drugs now. I bet it's drugs. I bet he's on drugs. They've got to be on hardcore drugs. Look at this freaking guy. This guy's on hardcore drugs. Chris, do me a favor and um, pull up some Megan Fox picture. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm joking. Stop. You know, before we get back to Dome here in a second, do you remember... Just one more last point on on Kavanaugh, and then I'm going to let this thing go. Do you remember how widely destroyed Kavanaugh was? They dedicated an entire segment, admittedly a funny segment, on Saturday Night Live just to destroying this man and his life. What? (laughs) Judge Kavanaugh, are you ready to begin? Oh, hell yeah. Let me tell you this. I'm gonna start at an 11. I'm gonna take it to about a 15 real quick. First of all, I showed this speech to almost no one. Not my family, not my friends, not even PJ or Tobin or Squee. This is my speech. Okay, one, that's very funny too. The entire country, every single part of the system, every bit of it, from academics to the media to entertainment to every Democrat politician, every single one of them tried to destroy that man and that man's life based on what they knew to be lies. The right locked shields for him and fought on his behalf and brawled, and they're the only reason he was on the Senate. And yet every, he takes every single opportunity he can to look like one of the good ones. It blows me away. All right, that's enough of that ugliness. Let's get to something wonderful here. Let's do, a, let's do a little state of affairs if you're Joe Biden. Let's unpack what's going on right now. All right, Joe Biden gets elected president. Now, there's always a brief honeymoon phase because, well, the, the evil Donald Trump is gone. Joe Biden gets in there. And Joe Biden starts to screw things up almost immediately. You may have forgotten about this, but almost immediately, Joe Biden just starts to screw things up. And since then, 
it has been one screw up after another screw up after another. I mean, it's just been one thing after another. It's actually really funny when you look at it. You can look at a graph of his approval numbers, and it's just a steady downslope. There's not even an uptick. It's the second he got there, he's gotten less and less popular every single day. Well, here's the situation now for Joe Biden. Again, this is something to feel good about, something to smile about. We are now a year into his presidency. His main legislative agenda, Build Back Better, is officially dead. His communist underlings officially tried to bully Joe Manchin too much. He's out. So they decided to go for this voting rights thing. It's Jim Crow 2.0, except Kirsten Cinema. And Joe Manchin already announced today, uh, yeah, we are not stopping the filibuster. Absolutely not. They basically killed it already. And keep in mind, while Joe Biden's popularity has plummeted and while he gets absolutely none of his legislation through at all, the backup plan is Kamala Harris. Does the administration say, you know what, this strategy isn't working. We're going to change strategies. Six former administration officials last week wrote that open letter urging the administration to change course, to change strategy. Is it time? It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree that there are things and tools that are available to us to slow this thing down. (laughs) What does that mean? I don't understand. I don't understand what that means, right? It's, it's, so, not only is Joe Biden in free fall, the backup plan is Kamala Harris, and then there's this little gem. These two things are flying under the radar. You see, when you're a popular president of the United States of America, everyone wants to hang out with you and be associated with you. It's very hard for a president to get unpopular where your own party runs out on you. Stacey Abrams in Georgia failed to show up to an event with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. She said it was a scheduling conflict. Today, Kamala Harris didn't go with Joe Biden to talk to the Democrats, and she could have. He asked her to go, and she said, ah, no thanks. Put a smile on your face. This administration is in free fall, as it should be. All right, I'm going to get to those phone calls, 877-377-4373, right after I talk to Daniel Turner. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and you have to give Daniel Turner props for the song choice. Remember, the guests choose the song on this show, and Daniel Turner's with Power the Future. Daniel, one, well done on the song choice. Two, before we get into what happened today, please explain what the Nord Stream 2 even is. These are just words to people. Is that a Learjet? (laughs) It is is not. It is not a Learjet. It is a pipeline. Uh, It is a pipeline that Vladimir Putin has wanted to build for some time. He already has one, and guess what its name is? Nord Stream 1. Ah. This is a second pipeline he wants to build from Russia into uh, uh, Germany to provide them with liquid natural gas. And to do it, he's got to cross a couple of seas. He's got to go over a lot of land. There's a lot of international accords that have to be signed. But he wants a guaranteed partner of his liquid natural gas and building this pipeline is the best way to get it. Okay. Now let's just pause there for a moment. 
why into Germany? I thought I saw, correct me if I'm wrong, that Germany is closing down perfectly functional nuclear plants while at the same time trying to import power from Russia. Will you please explain what's going on there, or do I have that wrong? No, you have it right, Jesse. And if I could explain the logic of the Green Movement, I'd be a wealthier man than I am. Uh, Germany has closed its its uh, three more nuclear plants. They closed on New Year's Day, and they are closing the last three this year. And the reason why is because Angela Merkel looked at Fukushima from 10 years ago, the terrible uh, uh, tsunami that hit Japan that caused a huge problem with their nuclear reactor. And she said, clearly, nuclear power is dangerous. We can't have this in Germany. We need to get rid of our nuclear reactors because everybody knows when you think about tsunamis, you think about Germany. Yeah, I, I, boy, they have they have been really plagued by those tsunamis over the years. I'm glad they are avoiding <laughs> dangers like that. Okay, now, what has been the controversy with Nord Stream 2? Why not just let Vladimir Putin do it? What's the problem? Well, you know, a couple of years ago when, uh, when President Trump went over to NATO for the first time, he said, look, let's remind everyone what the purpose of NATO is. This is supposed to be a hedge against Russian influence in the Western Hemisphere. Right. In, 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 uh, in excuse me, in Western Europe. And so we all pool our money, Germany, United Kingdom, uh, America, all these people. We pool all our money. We pool all our troops and we protect ourselves from Russia. Now, here's you guys saying, you know what, but let's buy Russian natural gas. And what does Russia do with that money? Well, Putin doesn't you know, build schools. Uh, Putin builds his army with all that money. And you can tell proof of that is the fact that he has a bigger army now in Crimea. He's got a bigger army along the, the, the Ukrainian border. He's got one of the biggest armies in the Arctic. We never even talk about that. You think Norway's a little nervous with the size of the army he has in the Arctic? That's what Putin does with money. So Trump said, wait, 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 you want to have a, a pipeline for Russian natural gas? How about no? How about you pay your damn NATO dues? And if you need natural gas, you know, America has a lot of it. And you can buy natural gas from us. We have reversed this policy for some reason under this administration. Okay. Again, speaking with Daniel Turner, Power of the Future, what was, uh, obviously, I'm sure the stated reason from Joe Biden was a lie, but what was the stated reason? No idea. Like his, his stated reason says this will weaken our relationship with our allies. And I don't know what the hell that means, because because how weaker could our allies be than funding their very enemy? Right. Like you don't you don't make your enemy rich. And, and anyone who follows you on social media, you you talk very often about how you treat your enemies and how you let your enemies treat you. So why in the hell? Would we allow NATO allies to make Russia a richer country when the whole purpose of Russia is to protect against the whole purpose of NATO is to protect against Russia? Right. So it, the, the stated purpose of this was Joe Biden saying uh, international relations and we don't know, uh, blah, blah. No logic, no rhyme or reason, terrible national security. But remember, these are the same people who for four years told us Russia collusion. Right. Donald Trump is a puppet of Putin. Putin, this is his president. And the 70 percent of Democrats still to this day think that Russia tampered with the 2016 vote and that that's how Donald Trump got into elections. Seventy percent of Democrats still believe that. And yet here's the Biden administration giving Russia a, a, a huge financial boost. So, you know, one senator, God love him, Ted Cruz, and you defended him the last couple of days. One senator had the, the, the guts to say, 
well, let's stop this pipeline. This is what we do as senators. Let's try to prevent it from happening. And there was a big vote on the Hill today. And do you think it passed? Of course it didn't pass because our, our Senate is a useless organization. Okay, now that part, that part actually I do find to be bizarre, Daniel, because I understand there were some Democrats who voted with Ted Cruz today to put a stop to this. I guess explain to me the domestic politics. What, what, Demo- what does a Democrat get out of aiding Vladimir Putin and voting the other way on this bill? I, just, I, don't, I don't understand the political gamesmanship. It's, it's the only Democrats who voted uh, with Senator Cruz. Now, they didn't get the 60-vote uh, threshold, right? So it did not pass. They only got 56 votes. And the, vote, the, the Democrats who voted with Ted Cruz are all in very tight races this election year. It's Maggie Hassan up in New Hampshire. It's Cortez Mastro in Nevada. Um, these people don't want to go home. It's Mark Kelly in Arizona. They don't want to go home and face their constituents and say, wait a second, you voted in favor of Putin, but but how how in the hell if you're a Democrat senator from an energy producing state, Colorado, John Hickenlooper, Michael Bennett, right, uh, Sherrod Brown in in Ohio, Bobby Casey in Pennsylvania, these produ- these states produce tremendous amounts of natural gas. Martin Heinrich and Lujan Grisham in in uh, New Mexico, these states produce a ton of natural gas that we want to export. And you voted for Putin over your own damn state, and you call yourself an American? And, and you know for four years, especially little dirtbags like Bobby Casey, they talked about Russia, Russia, Russia. Putin is a Russian pup, uh, is, has, has Trump as a Russian puppet for four years. And here's their big boy vote, and they just did exactly what Biden wanted them to do. It's just absolutely disgusting, Jesse. Daniel, one final question, just kind of a change of direction here. China fascinates me when it comes to energy because it's my impression, and I may be way wrong, you're the expert, I went to community college, that they don't have a ton of it given the amount of land they have. No, they don't. It's China's biggest vulnerability. Again, I, I just mentioned you talk often about how you treat your enemies. China's biggest vulnerability is they need to import 20 million barrels of oil every day, and they have to get it from somewhere. Imagine if all the world just got together and said, let alone Nike and Disney and Apple, right? Let alone the fact that they manufacture everything Americans buy. Imagine if we just all got together and said, how about we just stop allowing them to have our oil? We don't export oil to China. They get it mostly from our enemies, right? Iran uh, in, in particular. Um, but we could easily bankrupt China. China is so vulnerable, they know it. They know they're vulnerable, but that's why they push the green energy technology, because where are 70% of wind turbines and solar panels made? They're made in China. Mm -hmm. And what is Joe Biden doing? Is he trying to push energy from Texas and Oklahoma? Nope. He's trying to buy products from China. Why do we enrich our enemies? I'll never understand it. Mm -hmm. I'll never understand it, Jesse. Daniel, real quick, what are you having for dinner tonight? You know, I am in glorious Alaska right now, so I got hours to go before dinner. I'm a couple hours behind you, but gosh, I hope it's a moose or an elk or something exotic. (laughs) Maybe even a baby polar bear if I can find one. (laughs) Daniel Turner, Power of the Future. Thank you, my brother. Always a pleasure. He's up in Alaska. Did I tell you I'm going to Alaska, Chris? I've never been. I've always wanted to see it. I'm going this summer uh, in June. I'm taking my boys up to Alaska fishing on a big fishing adventure. What, Chris? It'll be fine. I'm going to come back with a bear coat. I have a huge, no, I have a huge plan. 
Oh, fine. I'll explain it to you when we get back. 877-377-4373. We'll finally get to your calls. Last night for calls this week. But first, I, I almost hate to even bring up inflation anymore because it's, it's such a bummer. There's nothing but bad news there. Your dollar, my dollar, every dollar you have in the bank, it's worth less today than it was yesterday. It's worth significantly less today than it was a year ago. And that number is going to keep going down. Call Oxford Gold Group and have some gold delivered to your front door. I'm not now, nor am I ever telling you to do something radical. I'm not. I'm not. You must get something of tangible value in your hands because these nutball politicians are destroying the value of your dollar. Just call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call. They will take good care of you, I promise. Nothing crazy. Get some gold from Oxford Gold Group. 833-995-GOLD. The Jesse Kelly Show. I like it. Returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And yes, I I realize it's the last night for phone calls this week. Remember, I don't take any calls on Friday and I haven't taken a single one tonight. (laughs) 877-377-4373. You can fire away. I get distracted with stuff, okay? I get distracted. All right. Mike in Denver. See if I get the thing out. Mike in Denver, go. Hi, Jesse. How you doing? Go, boss. Hey, I just want to say thank you for inspiring me to do one of the stupidest things I've probably done in my entire life, which is run for Congress here in the 7th District. My man. All right. All right. No, 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 no. That's what I'm talking about. Tell me, tell me about the district. Tell me about what, why you're doing it. Tell me, give, give it to me. Well, why I'm doing it, I'm 53 years old, and I listened to your show since I've moved to the Denver area at the end of last year, and I've been looking for a place to settle down. The family likes it here, so mm-hmm. I got myself on the ballot because I'm a deep conservative. <laughs> really, I'm just a regular guy. I'm a tradesman or a truck driver, or you know, I started working in kitchens. But I know a lot about how the fiat monetary system works, and I'm really good with reading, like law. I got myself out of speeding tickets and all kinds of stuff like that. I'm putting myself out as a deplorable for Congress. Uh, Mike, do you have a website where people can go check you out? Yeah, it's uh, Mike. The number four, CO seven dot us. Mike, the number four, CO seven dot us. And Mike, I'm, I'm so thrilled. I'm so gosh, I, I, I admire what you're doing a lot. We need tradesmen. We need truckers. We need normal people. We have enough of these law school idiots over there. Go win and make a difference, brother. Go win. Call in anytime. All right. That's freaking awesome. That's awesome. And again, let me reinforce this. We have a lot of work to do. We have to take back a lot of the power in this country. And the last thing we need is career politicians 
just working their way up. Well, I started out here and started out there. We need an army of, quote, normal, regular guys. That The guys like Mike, you're, oh, I'm not qualified. You're the most qualified. I hear this all the time from people, and I get it. I get the thinking of, well, I'm just a school teacher. I'm just a stay-at-home mom. I'm just a trucker. I'm just a, I'm just a whatever. Go look at the founding of this country. The founding of this country were a bunch of dudes who were just whatever. We need an army of normal people who just think normal. Remember, that I get, I get blasted as being, what do they call me, controversial or a firebrand or, or, or all these things. No, 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 that's not fair, Chris, because hear me out. Do I have a single position on an issue that would have been considered even slightly radical in 1990? 2000? I'm not radical. I'm normal. Y'all are crazy. That's my point. It's not, that's my point. Don't, we need an army of normal people. An army of normal people is what we need. Run. And it doesn't have to be for Congress, city council, state house. What, Chris? See, that's not fair, Chris. I don't want to burn down all the federal institutions. I want to burn down the top 50 universities after we fire all the employees and escort the staff out of the building. That's not that radical. Is this about me wanting to repeal the child labor laws? That, that, let me explain about that. That is a good, uh, it's a good idea. The child labor laws. Look, look, you know what? Let's go ahead. Let's get radical. 877-377-4373. We don't need child labor laws. Every time you bring up child labor laws, every single person pictures what? They picture the, the kids in the coal mines with the soot all over their faces. Do you know how prevalent that was? Let me spoil it for you. Not very. You want to know what backbreaking labor kids were doing? They would run notes back and forth for the various shops because, you know, this was the pre-cell phone era. That 11, 12-year-old would go down to the local uh, candy store and he would broom out the candy store at the end of the day just to help, help clean up shop. And then he'd make a couple extra bucks. And then he'd go help his family put food on the table while at the same time learning responsibility and showing up on time. There's no need for these child labor laws, Chris. I'm serious. I'm serious. It's insane. Johnny, Jersey, go. Yeah, I've been driving trucks a long time out here, Jesse. And I started working when I was six. Our family had a coal and oil business. I was shoveling coal onto a conveyor, into a dump truck, then from a dump truck onto a chute, into a basement for the boiler to burn to make heat. I don't think anybody should be subjected to not being able to earn a living because of their age. Also, Kavanaugh is a lick spittle sissy. He should stand up for the people that stood up for him, and that ruling where the healthcare workers have to give a shot now it's, it's still unconstitutional and has to be dealt with. I love it. I love it, Johnny. It's, look, would you go? Would you go to bat for me? Would you go to war for me? I'm going to go to war for you. In Kavanaugh's lowest moment, every single part of the right locked shields in defense of the public destruction of that man's reputation. He gets right into office, and what's he want? He wants to go to D.C. cocktail parties. It makes me sick. Chandler and San Diego, go. Jesse, I'm confused. Why do you call Heels Up Harris Dome? <laughs> Look, Chandler. All right, listen, listen. This is a family show. 
All right, I can't expand on everything we say. On some level, you're going to have to do your own research, all right? 877-377-4373. I'm going to get to some more phone calls. I'm going to get to some emails. Look, it is a good, very, very good place we're in right now when it comes to the Biden administration. They're in free fall. He's unpopular. Even Harris won't associate with him. And look, if Harris won't go around you, the walking penicillin, if she won't be associated with you, you are really, really unpopular. Joe Biden's so unpopular that it's going to make any policy he wants even less popular because people don't want to be associated with the ugly kid. That's why Chris doesn't have any friends. 877-377-4373. Again, don't forget tomorrow's a, an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. You can email your questions into jesse at jessekellyshow.com. The RNC, I cannot believe I'm going to say these words. The RNC, <clears throat> man, I don't I must have something caught my throat. I can't even get the words out. The RNC is doing something smart. I know, I know, Chris. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Hang on. I'll keep you updated on what that is. But first, I've told you about chalk. C-H-O-Q. Testosterone levels aren't down right now. They're at an all-time low. They're off the cliff. And the absolutely wretched people who want to destroy this country love it. They love that we are a society of low T right now. And it's... It's tempting, if that's your situation, to go run down to some clinic and squirt a bunch of crap in your arm. Don't do that. Look, I've been taking chalk for a while now. I'm telling you, your energy and focus, the way I recover now after workouts, it's just better. And it's all natural herbal supplements. Go to chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com, and get two things. Well, you can get everything there. It's great. I take chalk daily and Tomcat 100. CHOQ.com promo code Jesse for 30% off. Now, I don't like to, uh, uh, you know, uh, outline the next steps we're taking against. Uh, I, I'd like to outline the next steps we're taking against over on the, uh, the Omicron variant. <laughs> Final hour of the Jesse Kelly show. We're doing great. That's the leader of the free world. He's doing great. Chris, could you play the part again where he tries to introduce uh, the best part of this is he's always introducing these people and he acts as if he just, wow, I was looking for an expert. So I hand selected my good friend, uh, uh, Jeff, uh, uh, what's your name? And to help uh, lead our federal testing program, I've talked, I've, 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 excuse me, I've tapped. Uh, Dr. Tom, I hope I pronounced it, Inglesby. Correct? Is that right, Jeff? (laughs) Doing well, Joe. Doing well. All right, I'm going to get back to your phone calls, and I'm going to get to this RNC story, but I do want to say something else real quick here. In case you missed it, I had a rare two-guest show tonight because my friend Josh Hammer, one of these lawyers, He is real sharp on this law stuff, and he broke down some of the Supreme Court stuff and the state of the Supreme Court and what happened today with the ruling. If you missed that, 
Go to iHeart, Google, Spotify, or iTunes. Just download the podcast. He was uh, halfway, a little bit halfway through, the, halfway through the first hour, I believe, is when Josh Hammer was on. I don't know. I was barely. I wasn't really listening. <laughs> no, but that's what he was on. And it was funny because I was making a bunch of Jewish lawyer jokes to him. I'm on a text. I'm on a group text. Not that I do this very often, but my old campaign manager, Adam, is Jewish, and Hammer obviously is Jewish. And Ilya Shapiro, my buddy, is Jewish. And we were on, we were doing this hilarious, it was this hilarious group text, one of those ones that can never get out to the general public. We did realize one day, it, it didn't occur to anybody at the beginning, we, we did realize one day, they're all three lawyers. <laughs> so they had all the jokes floating around. And don't think I didn't contribute to that, Chris. I was right there helping out. <laughs> Could you play more? Give me a little bit more Joe Biden before I get to this uh, RNC actually doing something smart thing. Play a little more of this. I hope we can get this done. The honest to God answer is I don't know whether we can get this done. Is this mic on? I guess. Anyway. Chris, that's not the right one. <laughs> Play the one where he's shouting the whole time. Number four. Unfortunately, while our military is stepping up, as they always do, there are others sitting on the sidelines and we're standing in the way. If you haven't gotten vaccinated, do it. Personal choice impacts us all, our hospitals, our countries. I make a special appeal to social media companies and media outlets. Please deal with the misinformation and disinformation that's on your shows. It has to stop. COVID-19 is one of the most formidable... He sounds so tired. He just sounds exciting. If if you would do me a favor and if you would just, uh, I don't know... Censor my political opponents. I would, I would appreciate it. Is it, is it tapioca time around here? <laughs> Gosh! All right, let's get back to these calls here real quick. Pablo, in Brooklyn, go. Yeah, what scares the Democrats more than anything is the House turning next year. Okay, Joe Biden getting impeached out of office, and uh, Donald Trump becoming Speaker of the House. Okay, that's enough of that. Don in Denver, go. Yeah, I got kicked out of Ace Hardware today. <laughs> I uh, I walked in to get my item, and as I was walking through, people asked me, you have a mask? And I said, yeah. And you want to put it on? And I said, I don't know. And so I walked through the store, and I got asked about five times. And then I was coming up to cash out, and the lady says, uh, I can't cash you out unless you have a mask on. So I, she goes, put your mask on. So I put my mask on the top of my head. And she goes, not that way. And I said, all right. She goes, I can't sell it to you. And then and then, so I put my mask on. Just then, I must have cussed when I put my mask on. The manager comes shooting out of his, out of his office, and he says, you got to have a mask on. And so I had my mask on, and then, he says, there's no cussing in here. I says, all right. And then- Yeah, I think we know where this is going. 877-377-4373. Something has driven me crazy about the right for a long time. It's driven me crazy about the right for a long time. And it, this is what it is. It's the right allowing the communist to frame every question and allow the communist to control what we talk about. 
And I just went off on him last night, so I don't want it to sound like I'm picking on him because I'm not mad about this, but it did drive me crazy. Remember when Trump was president and the media would get him talking every single day about white supremacy? Do you condemn white supremacy? Do you condemn those white supremacists? Are you against white supremacists? Do you condemn Nazism? And Trump would do it every day, and he'd act so exasperated by it. I do. I don't like white supremacists. I don't like white supremacy. I and I used to scream about it. You've heard me scream about it on the air. Stop talking about what they want you to talk about. We have to adjust. We have to understand the American media. They're not journalists. They're communists. They're working for the other side. So if you're a Republican and you're dealing with the media at all, you need to deal with them in the same way you deal with your mortal enemy. Would you sit and actually answer the questions of your mortal enemy? I saw this headline and it gave me some hope. RNC signals a pullout from presidential debates. Republican National Committee says it will require candidates to pledge not to participate in debates run by the Commission on Presidential Debates. What would replace them, uh, if anything, is unclear. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Is this, is this the RNC for the first time in the history of the world forward thinking and doing something intelligent? Oh, it blew me away when Trump got stuck in these debates and he had these debates with all these communists. And remember the, quote, right-wing moderator was Chris Wallace, who hates Trump with the fire of a thousand suns. That was the right-wing moderator. And I was asking the whole time, how did the RNC end up screwing Trump over this badly that you're playing Chris Wallace? And look, if you're going to have all these Martha Raddatz and all these other nutjob communists as moderators, um... You gotta have me as a moderator then. Uh, you gotta have Tucker Carlson. Uh, I'm sorry, the other moderator's gotta be Buck Sexton. But the right continues to play in the pretend world the communists want them to live in, where oh, journalists might be biased. We'll complain a little bit, but they're not the enemy. We have to treat them like the enemy. Don't let them host our debates where they say things like, "Now that we know climate change is man-made, and every expert agrees." What would you do? To, what would you do about it? That's how they frame every question. The same thing applies to every Republican candidate running for office who gets asked questions about things he doesn't want to talk about. When they ask you questions like, "Do you condemn white supremacy?" You don't answer and say, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm very much against it." Uh, you should see all my black friends. I, I'm definitely I I hate white supremacy. I. I and you also don't whine about it either. Don't say, why are you asking me this? I haven't said anything. Offense at all times. You know what the answer is? Do you condemn white supremacy? Do you know what your answer is? I think Joe Biden's a pedophile. That's your answer. Well, what's that have to do with anything? What it has to do with it's what I want to talk about, not what you want to talk about. Can we talk about the fact the president of the United States of America has been photographed and videotaped multiple times? grabbing underage girls in very, very odd at best conditions. Very odd at best conditions. Can we talk about the time one of those girls grew up and put a social media post out there about something he did? 
Can we talk about the time his daughter put out a diary the media has since censored? Oh, are we not supposed to talk about that? Does that make you uncomfortable? We have to start talking about things that make them uncomfortable. Do you condemn uh, white supremacy? Hey, Mr. Republican candidate, because this will be the one you see in the future. You can get ready for this. Every single Republican candidate running for office is going to get asked these two things every day. Are you vaccinated? Do you think everyone should get vaccinated? The media is going to ask those things because that's what the media wants you talking about. You know what your answer is to those two things? Mr. Candidate, do you think everyone should get vaccinated? You know what you say? I can't believe Joe Biden got 13 of our warriors killed in Afghanistan and then after that incinerated 10 civilians. Blows me away. Stop letting the communists decide the field of battle, the rules, the referees. Start learning how to play offense. Start framing your own reference. All right? 877-377-4373. We actually have some emails. I want to get to some phone calls. We have an update from Waukesha. And the gender gap. But I know you have a heart for Gold Star families. I I see the emails. I know you do. Medal of Honor Monday. I get all these emails in. You know about Tunnel to Towers, right? On 9-11, 2,977 people were killed in that attack. Tunnel to Towers has been supporting our heroes and their families ever since. They pay off the mortgages for Gold Star families. They're building an entire community down in Florida just for Gold Star families, big pool, homes for wives and kids. These people are wonderful. Every charity rates them off the charts. This is the organization. Go to T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org, and donate $11 a month. That's all they ask for, 11 bucks a month. And your money actually goes where you want it to go. T, the number two, T.org. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, do you have this Hakeem Jeffries? I, honestly, uh, you're you're going to listen to this idiot. He's a congressman. And you're going to get mad or shake your head or whatnot. And that's fine. But but I, I want you, as you listen to this, I want you to think about this. Because I do think about this sometimes. Do you think he knows he's a clown? Like, do you think that that guy goes home and kind of feels a little bit icky because he's just a nutball clown? Chris, listen to this guy. Speaker, we are here today defending our democracy for one reason and one reason alone. It's because the radical right has decided that the only way they can consistently win elections is to engage in massive voter suppression. The right to vote is sacred and central to the integrity of our democracy. There are people who died, lost their lives, shed blood to make sure that black people and everyone in America could vote. We're not going backward. We're only going to go forward. You better back up off of us. We will pass the John Robert Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. We will pass the Joe Manson Freedom to Vote Act. We will get it to Joe Biden's desk, and we will end the era of voter suppression in America once and for all. I almost forgot they named that stupid bill after John Lewis. Do you remember John Lewis? 
Before I get to your emails and some phone calls and stuff like that, let me just recap just in case you forgot. Do you remember during coronavirus when you couldn't have a funeral for your dead mother or your dead father? No funeral services. Remember, that was a normal thing that took place across the United States of America. And you're welcome to tell me that story as well as your Ask Dr. Jesse email questions to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. And then John Lewis, the congressman, died. Remember, you couldn't you couldn't have a funeral for mom or dad because COVID's too dangerous. And then John Lewis died, and they flooded the place with about 500 people sitting shoulder to shoulder and had a big public memorial for John Lewis. Remember that? Boy, has this been a pandemic of the haves and the have-nots, has it not? I'm one of those females that absolutely loves your program. I'm in my 60s, and I'm so happy there are people like you that have the balls to say and stand up for what they believe in. Love your humor that you bring to the airwaves and at the same time passing truth of our political environment. I listen to a lot of conservative talk radio, and you've proven to me you're one of the best out there today. What, Chris? (laughs) I feel your pain for the loss of your meatball subs. Keep up the good work. America needs you. Says I can use her name. Her name is Darla. I love that freaking name, Darla. I still haven't gotten over the loss of my meatball subs. One quick update on that story. I'm not going to recap. Just know I told the story last night that I was supposed to have meat leftover meatballs in the fridge waiting for me to make a meatball sub. And my son, I'd said last night, he'd stolen it and packed it for his lunch the next day. I was actually wrong. I found out last night when I got home after the show. No, 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 no. He sat down for dinner, ate an entire meatball sub, and then when everyone left to go read or do homework or whatnot, he snuck back into the fridge and ate the rest of the meatballs. I'm telling you, I can't afford these kids. They're going up for adoption. Jesse, go rant, boy. After all, this is America. But I sincerely believe we still have a country to fight for because we, st- we have on our side a man named Donald Trump. He's talking about my rant last night when I was yelling and screaming about Donald Trump being a vaccine salesman. A man who is honest and courageous and loves America. Is he a narcissist? Hell yeah. Just about everyone in today's world is. And certainly every American since Jimmy Carter was a big narcissist. With one big difference. President Trump has the talent and brains to believe in it. It's part of his magic. And be honest, everyone wants credit at least some of the time. Look, I'm not going to spend my radio show trashing Donald Trump because he was a good president. I supported him when he was president. He did a lot of things I cared about a lot. He was good for this country. I'm glad we had him as president. I wish he still was president. So I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to certainly not going to do that every night, but I love the United States of America a lot more than I love Donald Trump. I don't fall in love with politicians ever. I am worried. I'm worried because 2024 is coming sooner than you think. Donald Trump is the likely, he's the presumptive nominee, he's the most popular Republican in America, and instead of talking about all the dangerous things going on right now, it's all vaccine all the time. It's all vaccine all the time, and it's brutal. Dear Jay Steele, Many Guns Oracle, you spoke often about the disappointment of the stuffed crust pizza. I believe the answer lies with the perfection that is the Reese's peanut butter cup. It's all about the ratio of chocolate and peanut butter. Pizza is crust, sauce, and cheese. Is the stuffed crust simply missing sauce in the crust? Just a thought. Huh. Now that might be something. Maybe the stuffed crust isn't a disappointment because of too much cheese or whatever the crust is. Maybe what we're missing 
is sauce. That could that could be it. Look and look, it's not as if I ever take pleasure in the fact that stuffed crust pizza sucks. I want it to be good. That's why I order it probably twice a year. I think to myself, ooh, stuffed crust. And the advertising totally works on me. I'll see one of the ads, and they're pulling the pizza crust. They're pulling the pizza slice out, and the crust is stringing the cheese off. And I'll look at the ad, and I'll say, oh, man, we're getting stuffed crust tonight. I bet they finally figured it out. And it never delivers. Not in a, It never does. It never delivers. There's something wrong with the stuffed crust. All right. Look, we had a big day. Play number 12, Chris. We had a big day. This Supreme Court decision is huge. The Supreme Court has issued two decisions related to the Biden administration's vaccine mandate. And this is what the Supreme Court has just come down with. They have blocked that vaccine mandate that applied to large employers, employers with 100 people or more. How about that? Smile. It is a good, good, good day today. The Supreme Court actually did something right, something we care about. Do you see this? White House erects a mysterious new concrete wall without explanation. There's pictures of this online. They're putting up a concrete wall around the White House. I don't know why. I don't know what the reasoning is. But you see, here's the thing now. We've been so lied to for so long by everybody, and they've made up so many things and fake insurrections and whatnot. Now everything, no matter what, we're all suspicious of everything all the time. They're probably just you know, building a new pool or something, but we're all, wait a minute, are they fortifying? <laughs> all right, 877-377-4373. I'm going to give you an update on Waukesha, and I'll get to your phone calls. Hang on. Jesse Kelly Show, and you've only got a half hour left this week for phone calls because there's no phone calls on Friday. 877-377-4373. Tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday for you new listeners. Fridays, we answer your questions all day. No guests, not really any headlines. We obviously hit any breaking news if it comes out. All your questions, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com does not have to be political at all. We're all over the map on Friday. It can be anything. History, food, men, women, employment. I don't care what it is. Waukesha Christmas Parade suspect. By the way, his name's Daryl Brooks. We can put the name Daryl Brooks in the headlines news outlets. Okay, Daryl Brooks. That's the man's name. That's the name of the vile, violent, racist, black nationalist with Black Lives Matter all over his social media who got in his SUV and mowed down a bunch of white people in a Christmas parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin. His name is Daryl Brooks. He faces an additional 71 charges. Yeah, he's going away for life. The guy's going away for life as he should daggone go away for life. I'll get, I'll get back to your phone calls in a second. 877-377-4373. The gender gap is taking us to unexpected places. I'll, I'm not going to spend long on this, but I will say this. 2016 survey of 137,456 full-time first-year students at a bunch of colleges. Quote, the largest ever gender gap in terms of political leanings. 
41.1% of women in all-time high identified themselves as liberal or far left compared to 28% of men. There are a million explanations for this phenomenon in America. But I will tell you something right now. Losing women to the communists at such a shocking rate is something we have got to get figured out. And no, GOP, the answer is not more woman pandering. We need more women running for office. We need to sound nicer. Let's never have solutions. That cannot be what it is. If that's what it is, then we're already finished anyway. I don't know what the answer is why 60% of women in this country consistently vote Democrat every election. You realize if only men voted? Oh, man, that'd be wonderful. But if only men voted... We'd have had conservative presidents for the last hundred years. No Democrat could have gotten elected. I don't know where what went wrong, where it went wrong. I don't, especially because the the emails we get from women into this show, they're 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 to the right of me. They're the most bloodthirsty conservatives out there. It's crazy to me. All right, I'm going to get to some calls, but I realize we have a bunch of new listeners, and I need to. We've failed a couple times tonight, so let's clarify something. This is not like other radio shows. Does this sound like other radio shows to you? I'm rude. I demand you be rude on the phone. No small talk. The whole country's listening. I don't take phone calls for days on end just for this reason. Small talk murders it. Hi, how are you? Love you. Love the show. First time, long time. I'm not going to thank you for the call. We're not going to do a long goodbye When I say your name, just go, all right? Go with your point. If you're crazy, well, who am I kidding? If you're crazy, you'll probably stay on the line. But if you're boring, when the line goes dead, it's not your cell service. I hung up on you. It's all right. Get them next time, okay? Steven in Washington, go. Hey, what's your favorite flavor crayon, first of all? (laughs) That's not nice, Steven. Anyway, it's red. I was in the Army, and I was there in Iraq with you in 03. We went through the Karbala Gap. I was in 3rd ID, ended up in the palaces. Anyways, it's the same government, man. It's just two different heads of the same snake. I stopped listening to the news when George Bush said that the war was over and we were still getting blown up in Fallujah in 2003. Yep. Semper Fi, my brother. Have a good one. Thanks for taking my call, brother. Be good. Semper Fi. Yeah, look. I'll tell you, you uh, you spend any time around veterans at all? Obviously, I do. I got some buddies and 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 whatnot. Veterans have just a different view of this government and how this government has been for some time. They 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 that that war on terror really woke some people up to a lot of things out there. Bill in Washington, go. Bill. Bill, go, yeah. bud. Hey, yeah. Anybody that hasn't been watching the YouTube on the Cruz's um, interview with uh, the head of the or the assistant FBI um, director, he's right. Her name's Jill Sandburn. Jill Sandburn is his, is is his name. Well, it's her name at the FBI, and it's something every single person should watch. Joaquin Felix in Pennsylvania, go. Yeah, see, Kelly, you are a genius, okay, because this whole thing of redirecting the subject and the questioning, it's so simple, I can't believe that nobody else thought of it. You really need to become a coach and coach these people. <laughs> I want to talk about Donald Trump for a minute. Go. Um, you know, part of his thing, why he was successful, was because of his ego. 
And when he went to engage in the trade war, you know, the trade imbalance, everybody and you know, was conservative, and even people that support him were so afraid he was going to start a trade war. But yet he went ahead, you know, and, and he won this thing. I never knew that Canada charged us a 200% tariff on our dairy products. But anyway, Eric Trump was interviewed yesterday, and he addressed some issues. He said that we have a corrupt DOJ, a corrupt FBI, and basically the corruption throughout the government, you know, is, is unbelievable. And I think that part of Donald Trump's problem was he didn't see it. He was naive when he went in. And when he talked about the vaccines, he never was for vaccine mandates. And when he, he played that clip, you know, he said that these uh, politicians, they should say whether they've been vaccinated or if they have been not, you know. So, but also there was uh, Tony Robbins, NLP, neurolinguistic programming. He said successful people a lot of times don't view mistakes as mistakes or failures as, as failures. You know, they just see them as results, and so they just change their uh, approach to things. Yeah, there's probably something to that. And look, look again, remember, I'm not a Trump hater. I'm a Trump fan. I, I thought he did an outstanding job, a, a way better job than I ever imagined he was going to do. I'm a Trump fan. When I went off on him last night, it's because I'm frustrated. I'm very, very frustrated by the messaging. And But again... He's a, he's a billionaire, former president of the United States of America. This is not a human being who, I mean, dudes have a hard time changing or self-reflecting anyway. I mean, I think I'm just the best. We have a hard time with that. So a billionaire, former president is not necessarily going to look in the mirror and assess his flaws. He's just not going to. David in Colorado, go. Hey, Jesse. Uh yeah, I wanted to discuss the national divorce, and it is a great day in America. I'm grateful for Trump's Supreme Court picks. Uh, mm-hmm. I gave a little thought to this problem when it came up kind of within the last year. with all these, And we could get it done with all the new illegals and the new immigrants coming in. They can pay for everyone to move where they want. You split the country three ways, East Coast, West Coast, COVID, or whatever you want to call it. You have the middle of the country, free America, from the Great Lakes to the Gulf of Mexico, from Mississippi River to the Continental Divide. You got waterways to ship. We can trade within our country. Nothing has to change. Borders with Canada, Mexico, transition states on the Divide and the Mississippi River, hopefully now with what's happened. I don't hate this idea, but my problem is, my, my only problem with that idea, I know you said Gulf of Mexico. He's obviously talking about national divorce and how to divide the country. My problem is that's not enough water. You can't give the communists all the oceans. You can't give them the Atlantic and the Pacific. There's just no way. All right, I'll get to a few more calls and then headlines I didn't get to. There are a lot of them here in just a second. But, you know, I've been taking Chalk Daily and Chalk's Tongcat 100 for a couple months now. In Chalk Daily, their top ingredient demonstrated a 20% increase in total testosterone in, in clinical studies. Remember, these are natural herbal supplements. Chalk's Tongcat 100 boosts free testosterone by 87% in just 21 days. You will feel a difference. I felt one in a month, just in basic energy level and focus. And I'm telling you, T-levels are at an all-time low, fellas. Some of that is what's in the water and the food. Some of it's just age, but we can't afford that now. If you go to choq.com, you can get Chalk Daily and Tongcat 100 for 30% off when you use the code JESSE. choq.com, 
Promo code JESSE gets you 30% off. Go get Chalk Daily and Tomcat 100 now at Chalk.com. The Jesse Kelly Show. It's still real to me, damn it. Returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and yes, I'm going to get to just a few more phone calls than headlines I didn't get to, but a couple things. If you missed any part of the show, the whole show's available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Tomorrow, tomorrow, it's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Email your questions in now to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I have a feeling it's going to be a good day. Pete in Jersey, go. How you doing? Um, just a off the wall uh, question. Uh, you say call any about anything. Um, <clears throat> who do you think in history is the best general in all of history? Genghis Khan. I, I mean, honestly, I love these arguments—the best general arguments—and there are so many history nuts out there like me who will have a great argument for someone else. If you actually look at Genghis Khan, like if you were to create a list of the top 10 greatest generals of all, of all time, what's wild is not only is Genghis Khan on it, but probably three that I can think of of generals underneath Genghis Khan are on the top 10 list. He just did things differently than other people did it, and he was so smart, and he would absorb what his enemy did well. He would, I mean, granted, he would slaughter everybody. Don't get me wrong. It's, I'm not, not saying he's a great person, but if, if he would go into a place. Like when he first started his conquests, he would go into China, and they were all horse archers. All the Mongols were. They were just horseback. So he would have struggle when he'd get to a city. You, they catch you in the open field. You're dead. You might, as, you might as well just kiss your butt goodbye. You're dead. But if they get to a city, they don't know what to do. Well, Genghis Khan just went to a bunch of Chinese guys who he was fighting, a bunch of Chinese engineers, and said, hey, can you build siege equipment? Oh, good. Hey, you want to work for me? I'll treat you right. If you had any kind of skills that he thought he could use, he just absorbed you in and treat you well. I think the dude was, he was something else, man. Absolutely something else. Eric in Mississippi, go. Hey, Jesse, just wanted to call in as an Uber driver and talk about, uh, you know, just different things that have, that have been going on. Uh, I haven't had COVID. I haven't been vaccinated, but I've been driving in Mississippi for two years. You know, we've got a lot of people coming into the casinos and everything. And I just, I don't, I don't, I don't see COVID. I mean, I, I live with a person that has had it twice. She works at the local, local hospital. Uh, she hasn't had very many symptoms. I haven't. I'll tell you what's wild to me is I don't see a ton of it either. I mean, I know people who've had it. My parents have had it. I've had it. The wife has had it. But it's not like it's been one of these things that surrounds me at all times. You talk to people like uh, New York, though, New York City, tons of people have it. And I mean tons of people have it. Dave in St. Louis, go. Yes, good evening. Uh, Listen, I'll try to keep this brief. Um, Number one, uh, Joe Biden has been in office for one year. He has accomplished everything he has accomplished, as bad as it is, in one year. First question, I hear conservative commentators saying we've got to remove him by 24. What makes them, and you if you believe that too, what makes you believe 
what makes them believe we're even going to have a country in 2024. All right. Now let's just clarify something here, and then we'll get to headlines. All right. You know what? Actually, I'll take one more call after this. There's a cop on the line. I like to I like to talk to cops. But let me clarify something here. I know things are bad. Should we give up? You ready to just give up and call it a day? Just let them have everything? You ready for that? We have to continue to march forward as if victory is possible. We, we don't have the luxury of just looking around and feeling sorry for ourselves just because things aren't going our way right now. Man, that's the way life rolls. Sometimes life sucks. That's the way it rolls. Quickly, Jason in New York. Go, boss. Hey, man. 26 years in law enforcement here. Uh, our, my brothers and sisters in blue, are, the public needs to stand behind us, man. They've been vilified, we've been vilified, ostracized, demonized by the left for the last two years, and it's getting it's getting to be enough. Cops are killing themselves. They're quitting in droves. We need the public's help. We need America to stand behind us because we're the only thing to stand between evil and them. The fact. Look, it's a fact. Look, he's right. The truth is cops wake up and they wade through the muck of society every single day. It's awful. And now... Here's a headline. By the goal, you know the, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. Three French police injured after attack by Alu, Allahu Akbar yelling man. Remember during ISIS when ISIS was doing all that in every one of these headlines, they'd say motive unclear. That <laughs> was the best. Yeah, it was a real mystery. Man who tried to run over firefighter was released on zero bail by Judge Chu. How about that? It's in Minneapolis. Yeah. Man, Minneapolis has so much potential. It used to be such a cool city. It really sucks how the communists have wrecked that place. Number of Michigan nursing home deaths, 42% larger than Whitmer disclosed. Just a heads up, Gretchen Whitmer, while kind of hot, is still the luckiest governor in America because Cuomo got all the blame for murdering a bunch of seniors in his state. Whitmer did the exact same thing in the state of Michigan. Oh, you have coronavirus? Here, let me show you to the nursing home. Greer, 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 Greer cheese. That doesn't sound very American. Greer cheese can still be called Greer, even if not from Switzerland, the judge rules. Well, you're never going to catch me eating that un-American cheese. I'll stick with Kraft singles. Cannabis compounds prevented, cannabis compounds prevented COVID infection and in laboratory study. That totally sounds like something a pothead would come up with when he was high. I'm telling you, man, I haven't been sick yet. I bet you it's the weed. Queen Elizabeth strips Prince Andrew of his titles amid sex abuse court case. Yeah, that royal family doesn't have a great history, does it? UK's Johnson apologizes for attending a party during lockdown. Stop apologizing. We all know what the deal is. You're not worried about coronavirus. You want everyone else locked down? You yourself are not concerned in the least with it. All right, before I forget, tomorrow, it's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get your questions in right now. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. We are going to spend the whole day, yeah, talking about whatever you ask me. We're going to laugh and have a blast because it's freaking Friday, and that's what we should be doing on a Friday, all right? All right. That's all.